welcome 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 happy new year everybody welcome yeah. back to the sigma show episode 11 before Ooh. i let you guys know who is joining me this week uh let's real quick just do a rundown of what we'll actually be talking about um <clears throat> news from last year uh lampy says happy new year all happy new year lampy thanks for coming through uh, most of this news is from last year because the year just started and people are probably still on vacation and whatnot. But we're going to basically catch up to stuff that we missed as we were on vacation for like the last two weeks. But mm-hmm. uh, recently EA just won a bid against Take-Two to purchase Codemasters, who is a prominent racing developer. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, we're going to be going over all that Star Wars and Marvel uh, TV show slash movie news that came out just before the break hits. Uh, there's a lot of it. Uh, and then we'll be talking about that last big cyberpunk story that hit, which was Sony pulling it from their digital stores amidst all the controversy and whatnot. But to talk with me about these things, joining me, as usual, Blue Bones. What's going on, everybody? As well as Superman. Jeff? What's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're in the wrong... <laughs> I put the wrong names in there. <laughs> it happens, all right? I can fix that. But we'll we'll jump right into the first topic. <laughs> Y'all so cute. <laughs> we'll jump right into the first topic. Um, this this was a bidding war that was going on for a little bit, kind of behind the scenes. Like I only heard about it after everything was concluded. But uh, Codemasters, uh, they're the developer most prominently known for making the, I think, Dirt, yeah, and mm-hmm. Grid racing games. Yeah, I think a, just a brand new one actually just hit, like uh, as the new consoles came out. Um, and they. They've just been bought out by EA, who we all know owns, you know, the Need for Speed franchise. What do you and guys burnout. think? And Burnout, true. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think could come of this partnership? Like, I don't know if you guys are big racing game fans. Let me fix the thing in the, in the meantime while you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not personally a huge racing fan. I love party racing, uh, Mario Kart. Uh, Hot Shot Racing was a lot of fun. And Burnout is kind of in that same genre. Um I think that actually before I go into this, I think it's a little important to uh, highlight that Take Two was trying to get this too, and Take Two has a lot of really good um, games under their belt. I, you know, there's always a hypothetical: what if that would happen? Mm-hmm. But um, as far as EA taking over racing games, uh, or not racing games, uh, Codemasters, I, I don't know. Um, I feel like they haven't done. Need for Speed Heat, I think, was one of their latest ones. Yeah, it was the most recent um, one. I want to say last year I, that it released. Yeah, no, and I I'm played sorry, it two years ago now because it's now 2021. Oh yeah, it's 21, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get used to it. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I've I played that for a little bit, and I was impressed in how the how the car actually handled. I'm, I wasn't big on the story. You know me, I like customization and da 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 da. That's that's not what this is about though. So, um, so he as far didn't as the let you customize goes, the cars because I thought they were trying to copy like underground Need for Speed Underground type stuff. The cars are customizable. I'm talking about the character. What you're driving? <laughs> I'm just saying you're driving a car it, and you're worried about customizing the character <laughs> because of the story, man. You're walking out. There's a reason why you're driving cars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're not just driving cars. And then I'm playing with this corny dude who's got a weird way. Like, eh. Okay, I'm, I'm worried about that. But <laughs> what I'm trying to say is the driving mechanics felt good, so I don't have um, too much hesitation or, or too much um, 
anxiety when it comes to EA taking over Codemasters and hopefully doing a cool racing project in the future. What, what about you, Jeff? Um, I've never been a racing game person anyway. I think Neve, uh, most wanted was the last game I played. Um, I would contend that they got um, um, Codemasters to kind of help work on their Need for Seed franchise, which has been kind of under, underwhelming the last this couple of releases. Yeah. So hopefully they're trying to bring them on to do something. But the amount of money they spent, which is like $1.2 billion. Yes. That um, <laughs> take two. <laughs> they were close. Is the parent company to 2K and Rockstar Games. Mm-hmm. So they have some money. So they, I think they offered, I think it says uh, $973 Nine. billion. I mean, million dollars. Million. Million. Billion. billion, billion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it was pretty close. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, I'm feeling like there had to be another deciding factor between just the money. Yeah, and Lampy brings up that Co-Masters also makes the F1 games. And, like, that's that's a level of racing sim that I'm wholly unfamiliar with. Like, I don't know if that's, like, a big seller to kind of elicit such big uh, bids to take them over. Right. I've been watching some of these streams on Twitch. These boys are serious. I love going into genres that I have no knowledge into, right? Mm-hmm. Just like the F1 series. I'd be watching farming simulators sometimes. <laughs> that stuff is intense. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I am sure there's a lot of people on the extreme technical racing side that um, I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to be excited for this. Um, but I know this is big news for them for sure. Well, my the thing that this brings up to me is like the fact that Take-Two was the other entity going back and forth is like okay so what racing franchises does take to have within their studios right and the only one you can think of i believe is like midnight club which was a rockstar thing rockstar's not really doing that anymore and take two overall doesn't have a racing game under his catalog i think take two might have maybe just wanted to expand it in that way so they would have maybe purchased code masters and just had you know the dirt games f1 games be undertake two Right. Whereas EA is looking to bolster the titles that they know sell more like they they want help, I guess, with uh, because I think right now Ghost Games is who is behind uh, the Need for Speed stuff. And then, yeah, they own Burnout. But like, yeah, and I think they own Criterion, the developer, unless they dissolve them entirely. But yeah, they they don't (laughs) do anything with the license so like if they do bring in codemasters are they saying forget dirt like dirt is now in the dirt and we want to <laughs> and we want you guys to I now work not. on our stuff because like, i because i i, I wonder how that because like i feel like the dirt series as good as it is like it's it's been going on for a long time like it's very sim heavy like i think it's it's racing physics is what it's heralded for it's yeah. not arcadey enough to please a Need for Speed fan. Like, I'm not a fan of Dirt because it's a little too Sim-like. Whereas right, I want something right, right. a little bit more, leaning more arcadey. And if if they now have to do that when their expertise is on something else, I wonder if that's going to translate well. So I really do have, like, I'm unsure what is the plan here, but EA did spend a ton of money to get them in their stable. So it can't be to just have them continue to do what they're already doing. Like, EA probably wants to use them in some way. I was trying to find out who was actually because remember NASCAR was doing their virtual racing, so mm-hmm. I was trying to find out who was the company <laughs> yeah, behind that 
um, and to figure out that was some type of angle that was um, the reason for the purchase. Mm -hmm. um, but I could find out the company who was like making games with the, the NASCAR license. Uh, yeah. So, well, no, because remember they were doing the virtual races because they couldn't do the, the in person. Right. Yeah. Can I say something about that real quick? <laughs> I think I was, I think it's really funny how we don't hear a lot about that anymore. After a lot of the drivers were saying some stuff they weren't supposed to. <laughs> right? Like, it was getting a lot of press like, how popular you know this virtual thing was. And then all these we drivers. We barely got started. And a lot of these people are not 2020 friendly. <laughs> that is so true. Oh, man. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's too much more to go into there. Like, it, like the deed is done. EA now owns them. Yeah. We just have to wait to see what they they do with Codemasters. Yep. Hopefully there won't be any like layoffs and stuff, but. I did want to say, um, take to uh, Rockstar, Grand Theft Auto V, they've been refining their whole racing part of Grand Theft Auto V for a long time. And I, f I was thinking that maybe their plan was to use Codemasters to kind of extract that part and just kind of make their own racing game like a with them. GTA themed, just solo race. That, the only reason, like, that sounds like something EA would do. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think Take-Two as a publisher has that kind of control over Rockstar. Like, I don't think, Rock, I don't, yeah, I don't think Take-Two can decide what Rockstar does with yeah, its license and they're stuff. They're really high up on there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Rock, Rockstar pretty much gets carte blanche to do what they need to because they make them so much money. So yeah. I, I'd be surprised if that somehow happened and it wasn't. Rockstar's idea, like maybe Rockstar told Take Two, "Hey, go buy Codemasters because we want to." <laughs> like that's how I would assume that relationship went. But I mean, I was just trying to think of the the, the strategy mm -hmm. that was going into their initial purchase before EA stepped in, and that was the only thing I was like, "This is probably the closest thing that they have to recent, or I should say, modern racing games." Um, maybe under their belt. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, that's interesting. I wonder. Maybe we'll see something yeah. without them now, but who knows? Uh, yeah. But. On that note, let's move on to all of our movie slash TV news. Um, do you guys want to start with like some of the Marvel stuff, or you want to start with the Star Wars stuff? Like what? Marvel. You want to start with the Marvel stuff? Okay, fair enough. So, <laughs> yeah, because there were more announcements for Star Wars anyhow, and more of that stuff was yeah. new. Like, so we knew a lot of the Marvel stuff was already coming. We finally got trailers mm -hmm. for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we got a trailer for Loki, and we got a trailer for Marvel's What If series. Right. Immediate thoughts on any of those. Like whatever so, what stuck out to you guys. So for me, um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it did kind of draw me in a little bit more. I was hesitant because I don't, I didn't feel like the Falcon was a strong enough character to hold a series on his own. Mm -hmm. um, I did see some that did. I get ease with uh, what was the name of the show with the the sleeves, and you could go from altered carbon. Two, Altered Karma, Anthony Mackie that last season. He did do a great job. So that kind of really mm. some some confidence in me. And then seeing the trailers, that dynamic between those two um, actually worked very well. So I'm definitely interested to see that um, from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, trailers, or the What If. The What If series has always been a great series because you have a lot of series that spawn from the What If series. So you have like um, Marvel's Zombies. Mm -hmm. All the superheroes became zombies. Um, and it's actually a really good read if you actually read it. Um, a lot of the what-if stories are like, what if instead of 
uh, Tony Stark taking the super soldier serum, um, somebody else did? Or what if Iron Man um, picked up Thor's hand? It's just a lot of what if stuff, which leaves so much creativity and for things to work with. A lot of things that were from what if series actually became mainline comics. So that's so pretty interesting. In, in the books, it seems like maybe they, they were trying out kind of like they're doing yeah. whatever. And if a thing mm-hmm. like really hits, they somehow figure out a way to well, make it what, part like, of the uh, regular. Spider, the ghost spider. She was kind of a what if situation. Okay. Because she was so popular. They added her into the actual multiverse yeah. type thing. Stuff okay. Like Gwynpool, like the the Deadpool <laughs> version of Gwyn. Like because she was so popular, they start using her for different things. So it's a good way to test characters to see how they would work now. People okay. would react. Um, and then Loki series, um, I mean, we all were expecting that to be, you know, just a whole fun type of, uh, it looks like he's going to be traveling through time and avoiding somebody called like the time police or something like that. It looks yeah. very new, so that definitely looks interesting. For me, um, I have no problems with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think it's interesting. Um, Loki, as much as I think he's the equivalent to Joker hype, um, I still think it's going to be interesting. Um, but I think the What If series, I think I have the totally opposite view of Jeff on this series because I think this embodies what I don't like about comic books. And it's just the hypotheticals that kind of lead to some lead to dead ends, some lead to longer dead ends, and then you're just left with that. Uh, I don't know. I hate the hypothetical, the exactly what you said. What if they all became zombies? Like, I don't care if they became (laughs) zombies i need to know did it happen or not and the fact is it's always a just a question and a thought and an experiment brings back to if you remember where pretty much the whole star wars universe now is is what if the non-canon stuff that got wiped away with the disney acquisition but it got wiped away yeah it's still what if so they might use it and they might not use it so pretty much you reading it doesn't add to the overall story, which is the same thing with the what if does. It doesn't add to the overall stories. It just gives you things that it's like a separate. Have. Exactly. So yeah, that's annoying to me. Thing. But there's a difference <laughs> between a one shot episode and a set of a whole series of books and lore that got wiped away. So it kind of goes both ways. You know what I no, mean? No, no. I see. I see what blue means, honestly, in the sense that, uh, like, if. If you were watching like a really good series and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden like a bunch of weird stuff happens and then they wake up from a dream, it's like, oh, none of that mattered. Like that was dumb. Exactly. Like, no, 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 that's no, 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 the no, no, no. that I get like that's no, no, the no, no, that's exactly I, I hate it was like that too. The premise of the show. The whole thing, the thing was a dream. No, it's not the same thing. The thing is like there's these isolated stories where what if something else happened? Well, I, well but they didn't. Yeah. Well <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They didn't. But here's here's the the flip side of that though. We all know that Marvel and DC has this whole multiverse thing. So the conceit, and and I understand that you hate that, and I I understand exactly why, but the conceit (laughs) is there's an infinite possibility of things here, there, and a third. So all these things did happen. They just don't matter because this is some other reality. And I understand why you're like, well, that that information isn't valuable to me because I want to know what the main universe that I'm following is up to. People don't read comics for real life, and I think that's where some people get turned off. They're going in expecting real life, like, oh, I put a quarter in this machine, I should get what I press on the button, like, I go to the grocery store today, and blah, blah, blah. Like, people go, people don't read comics for 
real life. So there are going to be some things that are far and in between that are reaches. That's because it's a comic. Same thing with anime. You don't. I don't watch anime for real life. Oh, that that's not realistic. I don't. But know, how many it, times am I watching an anime that has a what if series? No, what I'm saying is like when you say you don't. Oh, I don't like that because it's not realistic. It's not grounded. Well, I didn't say that. No, no, yeah, I don't oh, think that's whoa, what he's saying at all. Nobody said that. Hold on, chill, bro. Like I'll pop. Like, don't like oh, I don't. I don't like that particular series because it's it's not realistic. It's not. You know. No, I don't. Like, I don't think it's about no. whether it's real or not. It's more so. It's it's ancillary story. It's like no no no. I don't mean I don't mean this particular answer. I just mean some people in general. That's why they read. Comics. Oh, this mm -hmm. this you're looking for. Everything doesn't have to be intertwined. It could be some run one shots. Just like there's filler episodes where these things aren't part of the main story. They're just yeah, side stuff. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes they could be good, but most times, yeah, people exactly. don't care enough about them because mm -hmm. it doesn't feel. Uh, necessary to the plot that you've been following. So that that's why it kind of gets the bum rap. But I will say, me so, personally, I think the What If stuff looks cool. I love the the animation style. Like, it's kind of this hybrid CG, 2D... Uh, like, it looks sort of comic... Matter of fact, it looks just like how um, the Marvel vs. Capcom art style looks nowadays. Mm. How it's like, it's like... Yeah, not infinite, but... Well, Infinite, I guess, has it too, but I'm thinking more Marvel vs. Capcom 3. The, like, cell, half Yeah, it's like half cell shaded, like, yeah, 3D, but, like, that's kind of what it reminds me of. Beautiful Joe, almost. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> yes. And, like, you know, it's the same, like, the, the same actors' faces are being used, like, they're using their voices and stuff. Like, I like that because that lends more credibility to it versus this yeah. kind of... It's all completely separate and not like it. It gives it does give it a little bit more weight, but it's it's just stories that you can get lost in and have fun with, and not put too much stock in because when everything is intertwined, you can run into problems where everything has to justify one another, and that's something that Star Wars is dealing with right now. If you if you want to get into it, we will get into it because we'll talk about the Star Wars stuff yeah. later. But I guess what I'm saying is, and I'll say this is a a good thing about it. I know what to not watch if I'm not looking for spoilers you know what i mean mm -hmm. like if, I'm, if i'm looking for spoilers or not, not spoilers excuse me fillers that's what i was trying to say fillers if i'm looking for fillers i'm gonna watch the what if series if i'm not looking for fillers i'm not gonna watch that that's what it's, it sounds like a collection of fillers yeah okay. <laughs> you can't really argue with that <laughs> and it's whether or not you're into that sort of thing for sure yeah uh but yeah. I, I wanted to say like you guys both seem really big on the uh falcon and winter soldier show i thought that trailer was kind of like bad like I don't like trailers in general because I feel like they're spoilers that I've talked about that before. <laughs> uh -huh. But um, I have faith in in the characters. I think I think both of those characters have been See, pretty solid. I, I and, disagree. Yeah. Like I like like okay. Jeff said earlier. I agree that Anthony Mackie's Falcon character is very weak. Like he was he's not very personable. He's not super likable. Like you don't like he's very thrown to the side. And like this is a show that maybe gives his character more of a chance to shine but like yeah, yeah i didn't watch anthony mackie in um altered carbon altered carbon i i did watch his episode in a uh, black mirror black mirror he was amazing <laughs> and, I, and i did think he was good in black mirror but but so that that that's that's what the duality is because anthony mackie in the marvel series as falcon sucks like i think he he's a bad character in that series i think it's the way they handled him if you remember how he got handled in um um, Captain America two, when they uh -huh. first actually the Winter Soldier when he first met Andrew um, Falcon, mm -hmm. and they were mm -hmm. like you know kind of like that duo handling everything. 
mm-hmm. was handled properly. I think because there were so many characters and so much stuff going on, they didn't know what to do with the Falcon character. And I think that was one of the biggest misses. Because even then, like, with so much happening in between that movie and the in-game movie, it didn't really make much sense why he gave Falcon his shield. Because So maybe we can get that explanation in this series. Yeah, because there was some camaraderie going on there. He was always, like, his number two man. He's like, you know, wherever Steve goes, I go. You know, mm-hmm. he was there with him. But... It looked really bad. That movie, <laughs> they didn't get to build that. They didn't carry that forward. You know what I'm saying? So but, I mean, yeah, I, this show should give them a chance to flesh him out, which I hope they do. But I just have villain, to say, like, though. say again? The villain actually going to be Baron Zemo. So if you remember the um, Civil War series, the the guy who was the uh, the guy behind the scenes pulling all the strings, the one who to, got the Civil War to actually yeah. start. Yeah, he's going to be the villain. So it's definitely going to be a more brought down scale of not really superheroes right not like not world ending thing but like a more personal type story that's fine all of that sounds good i i still don't like from what they showed in the trailer like this dynamic with the winter soldier and falcon like i i don't see them gelling like they don't seem like they're buddies like they're funny together yeah (laughs) i don't know i I, i'll wait to see the show i just didn't think the trailer did did any justice having the best friend and then having another best friend who really haven't really spent time together. They don't know each other. Right. And then you put yourself out the equation and they got to hang And now they, yeah, that's exactly how it feels like. Like, it's kind of awkward. Yeah. So if, if they if they harp on that dynamic and make that fun, <laughs> there's definitely potential there. But the trailer didn't seem like it was there. That's how I felt. They're probably both just going to bond over their um, knowledge of Cap. Captain America. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't sound interesting. I know. Right? <laughs> that doesn't sound interesting. <laughs> but hey, you remember, you know how Steve always yawns when he does, like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, uh, but on the Loki front, like, that show looks fine. <laughs> like, Loki looks fine. Um, I, I don't have any qualms about that. Um, yeah. the, the trailer didn't really tell you much. But yeah, whatever the, whatever this time show is going to be about, I, I, I love, like, time travel type stories. So yeah. if, if they... Uh, Tom Middleton is a great actor, so I, I think that should be a fun time. Yeah, and it's going to be the Loki <laughs> that got released when they went to get the Tesseract. Yeah, in the, uh, from in Endgame. The yeah. I feel like these series are, hopefully, they're going to do what Clone Wars did to the Star Wars universe, where it's fill in a lot of, uh, answer a lot of questions and fill in a lot of time. Um, yeah. And show why things were so emotional in this movie, um, where things weren't as emotional in the movie before it, you know? Um, and I always love to see that explanation. I want to see, since he's going back through time, I want to see them, like, go to different points but not be directly involved in certain historical situations. Not really in real life, but, like, let's say, you know, they got to travel back in time to, I don't know, um, when Iron Man first got lost in the desert and you just see a glimpse of him. Like, stuff like that, I think they can do. That would be pretty cool, but without bringing those characters into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And, like, let like it just, be about him. Like, kind of do, like, kind of cameos or, yeah. like, or uh, what is it, like, callbacks to just, like, memorable Marvel yeah. moments and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, he's sitting in a in a hotel or something like that and they're like, there was an explosion over in the desert, blah, 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 and you know that that's where <laughs> yeah, Iron Man is thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, I mean? that, that'd be fun. Uh, Lampy says, uh, in regards to Anthony Mackie, he was good in Black Mirror because of the character writing. He's basically just mm-hmm. been a background character in the Marvel stuff. This is true. So, yeah, with him getting his own show, 
Like, he's the headliner. It's Falcon and the Winter Soldier, not the Winter Soldier and Falcon. Maybe he'll, you know, get a lot more screen time and attention. That'd be nice. And like he also yeah. says, remember Legends of Tomorrow? That wasn't good. I agree. I think, Jeff, you you like that show, right? In the beginning, it was good. Every season that went... So the first season was bad. When they got rid of uh, Hawk Girl and Hawkeye, it got better the next season. But when they kept adding more characters, it got worse. And that's the problem with all the CW shows. The more characters they add... Yeah, they love to add the characters. Themselves in. Instead of introducing the character, and that character not showing up for a while later, they keep them around, and then they have to juggle all these pieces, and they don't do it very well. You know what I'm saying? The thing that made Green Arrow good was it was the Green Arrow. Maybe you had Diggle and you had somebody over here. But when you start adding eight other people, you got to juggle a story about 15 people and keep everybody involved equally. That's where that becomes. Yeah, you need, a, you need a better balance in your superhero content. And that that's that's a, that's something that the Marvel movies actually handled pretty well. Like, they would stick a ton of characters in it and then still make it cohesive. But you do still get characters who kind of get relegated to the margins and then breaking everything out into these multiple series should now give them more time speaking of multiple series and slash movies the other stuff that was announced uh well i'll just go through the yeah. list real quick and you guys just pick out the things you actually care about um okay. moon knight is announced secret invasion okay. is a tv show starring samuel l jackson uh, as nick fury miss marvel ironheart who is the uh riri i can't remember her last mm-hmm. name riri williams uh, i think riri williams yes uh yep. young black female iron man iron woman mm-hmm. Uh, Armor Wars, which is a war machine led story, so Don Cheadle is going to be leading that, and a Fantastic about Four that reboot. So, um, again, Moon Knight. Right? People seem to be really high on that. I don't know enough about him. Don't really so, care. <laughs> it's like uh, Jeff is like, let me tell you. <laughs> the man who's actually uh, he was a mercenary. He supposedly died in the desert. Got resurrected by this Egyptian god. Egyptian god of vengeance. So he's serving this god the whole time. Um, one of the comics actually takes place. He's in a mental asylum. They're trying to convince him that all that is fake. So the whole story, you're spending time trying to figure out: it, was it really it just in his head, or is he really Moon Knight? Like stuff happens to where it makes you go to both sides, and it leaves him questioning himself. So he's very well written. His power is dependent on that god and what that kind of guy needs him to do. If it's handled correctly, it's it'll be a better version of the the Batman movies that have been coming out because it's more grounded. He doesn't have the money, but he's more yeah. of a Batman character than... But he does have you, powers, you said. You just don't limited know... Limited strength, but it's usually dependent on that god. So, and then also, like, um, Moon Knight. So it depends on the moon, also. So... It, the, like what, what cycle the moon is in like there's a, a bunch of stuff okay yeah like, I, I never like he never felt comp- like people were very excited to hear that he could be in anything like I think mm-hmm. people were like saying oh we want Keanu Reeves to be Moon Knight or some, some something like that I don't know like but like I never knew enough about the character and like nothing from that made him sound interesting other than people just wanted to see him so mm-hmm. Marvel has done this before like Guardians of the Galaxy was nothing until they made the movie and now you know I'm seeing group merchandise all over the place. So I'm mm-hmm. sure they could make him big if they do it right. Mm-hmm. But, I'll send um, you a link for some for, for some uh, info on him. Like, all the shows I just listed right now, with the exception of maybe Ironheart, which I think could be a very interesting story, I kind of don't care about. 
like the worst of which is Fantastic Four. I hate the Fantastic Four. I don't yeah. think they are interesting heroes I'm at all. They're gonna. They're not even cool. And your man from Doctor um, Doom is the cool part of the Fantastic. Yes, yes I'd agree with that. Fantastic Four well. is lame. If they handle him properly, then yeah. the Fantastic Four will be good. But the character, the guy who played um, on The Office, what's his name? Um, and he played Jack Ryan. Oh, John Krasinski. Yeah, he. They're rumoring that he's going to play Mister Fantastic. So I'm. I mean, I, I do like him as an actor. Yeah. Yeah, was, but like, don't put him in that position. It's going to be. I think it's going to be bad if they don't have a good Doctor Doom and it's like, Fantastic it's Four again. Again, yeah, this is like the right? third attempt. Like now. this is, but uh, that's, that's usually how it is. Most heroes are defined by their villains. If you don't have uh, a villain, then it doesn't matter. But heroes are also defined by themselves too. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> you can have a good hero, but if the villain is stale, the movie is stale. Almost oh, definitely, how it is. But so if, if the we... hero is stale, then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they find a good Doctor Doom, um, because that's been the biggest miss in the last couple of movies. The worst miss, like just mm-hmm. something you shouldn't play with, is such an uh, integral character. Not only in the uh, Fantastic Four mythos, but he's been involved in every aspect of the Marvel universe. So for you to like completely change the way that character looks was like just we should have knew better. Like as it was filming, we should have changed our minds. I mean, it was Fox trying to use the license, but differentiate it from the source material in a sense a lot of times you don't need to do that you can stick to the source without drastically changing who that character is like because when you here's the thing Mm -hmm. if you don't follow the rules and you make a mistake it's you can kind of go back to the character but when you change the rules completely there's nobody to blame but you I mean, why would you want to blame anyone, though? Like, there's somebody to blame always. If <laughs> like that just, movie's not making money, there's somebody to blame. But the like, uh, shoot your shot, the Nick- get it as close to the thing that people liked, and then you'll probably be okay. Yeah. I feel and then like change who the character is, but when you change how they look so drastically and their origins so drastically, and it doesn't work, like not only are you going to anger the people who 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 are hardcore fans of that character but also the new people who just didn't like the story of the character so you're going to lose on both fronts sometimes you'll lose that that battle that oh the hardcore people comic fans are like oh that's not who dr doom is but if the new story is interesting enough people who aren't used to that character will flock towards it but when you kind of alienate both those audiences <laughs> it's not gonna work uh and night shadow has a question this wasn't on the list of new stuff because we already knew about it but he's saying um how do you feel about the new spider-man movie that's coming out the actors and the villains they're trying to introduce i think we we talked a little bit about this uh previously but i think yeah they're going for like that spider-verse multiverse type story by bringing in a bunch of old actors from uh not even just old spider-man movies but like old uh well no yeah old spider-man movies that are outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Right. So I think it could be cool. I think we had concerns that they might be doing too much, but like we said earlier, Marvel tends to handle like these ensemble casts a lot better than other companies do. That's very true. It's it's very exciting, I think. I think it's going to be corny. Um, However, however, I really like the um, character design that I saw for Tobey Maguire already. That was a so fan I design, think, though. I don't think that was... Was that a fan design? Yeah, I don't think I that, that was... I that was a real one. No. 
that that when... old man like because he, he was wearing like the scarlet spider outfit yeah but that mm. was that was a fan design like that wasn't like official. okay in that case way older than... <laughs> i am a lot more uh convinced that it's gonna be corny than... uh <laughs> that was like legit the only hope i was like yo that looks hard as hell like i want to see toby mcguire a little old man strength you know what i mean the strap in the beard is not not the whole gray but just a little bit i mean he would be the oldest spider-man there so they may go that route for me i feel like uh, spider-man was the first show that introduced a multiverse um as a kid i remember seeing that spider carnage arc in the spider-man show on channel five and that Mm. was my first introduction to oh there's different versions of this character there's an armored spider. There's Scarlet Spider. Who's Madam Web? Like, who is? Who are these people? Oh my God! What's going on? To Beyonder? The little what baby Jeff was so excited. Oh. <laughs> it is so funny. Like, and... baby Jeff and baby Blue had different takes on that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was excited about this. The Spider-Man cartoon. I think, you know, besides X-Men, was my first introduction to Marvel as as a whole. You know, Spider-Man. That show to me is. I think even growing up, I watched it a couple more times from start to. It's finish. good. It's still it still holds up. I think it, it definitely holds up. And rule number one for this movie: it needs to be two movies. It can't be one movie. It needs to be two. <coughs> <movies. That's laughs> rule good. number one: double the movie. <laughs> <laughs> because when we try to fit the same thing happens with books. When we try to fit a book into a yeah. movie, and you only cover mm-hmm. half the book in different parts, you miss the whole concept of it. If you can cover mm-hmm. half that book for one movie and another half for another movie, you do that more justice. And also you split your, you, you you double your revenue if that first movie is actually good. You know what I'm saying? So if you do justice to the source material and you give a fleshed out story, that's number one. Especially with all these characters, you can't afford to have one movie. I think that was one of the biggest um, strengths for Endgame. It was two movies. It was two movies, so it gave so much Right, time. yeah, because there were a ton of characters in it. So, yeah, splitting into two definitely did give them a lot more room to work with and have different characters have their own little mo- mini moments within the overall yeah. story. Um, another thing, I think the villains are good. I'm hoping there's some different characters' designs for these different um, villains. I'm hoping they're not just, oh, we plucked them. From, this is the Spider-Man from this movie series, and this is the one from this but movie what... series. But wouldn't they need to do that in order to make it make sense? Like, because they are, because if this is the multiverse and like, oh, this is the Doc Ock from that world. This is the Spider-Man from that world. They would need to look like those characters from that time, right? I'm hoping that there's some remnants in that, but it can't just be, well, this movie series is is, is a different Earth. And this movie series. I think that, I think that's kind of what it, it might to, be. Yeah. That's- and you're going to that's waste a I lot do. of time explaining that corniness, bro. At least 30 <laughs> well, minutes of that to show. be fair, Marvel movie. Marvel very rarely explains themselves. Like, they, <laughs> like no, legit. Like, they've, they've spent all this time, all these years, over a decade, honestly, pushing out all these movies. And, and they tell you, go watch that movie if you want to know what the hell's going on in this one. They don't waste time going back and telling you the whole story all over again. They really Look don't. The they made it a whole, a whole, you know... Com- uh, comedy bit. It's like, oh, one, one more time, and it's like, oh, this is who this person is. Da, 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 da. Well, they, yeah, like, they had to do that because that that was a separate thing. So like, no, but but, but they did it well. Yeah, they acknowledge that that's been an ongoing thing where you got to keep giving these origin stories for these characters. Right. Yes, they played it yeah, very well. I don't think there needs to be an origin story. We know who Spider Man is. If we see a different version of him, we yeah, and we know who we and we know who those other Spider. I think yeah, they do. I think they honestly do. Like. 
like the old Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies were the those were the big superhero movies that kicked off this whole big superhero craze. In all honesty, mm. like those Absolutely. were huge, massive blockbusters. Everybody has seen those movies by now. So if you see that Spider-Man, if you see Tobey Maguire in that Spider-Man suit, you're like, I remember that Spider-Man. Even if you haven't watched <laughs> any of these other things, you're like, ain't this the new Spider-Man? And that's the old Spider-Man. That's crazy. That's all they want. They're not going to spend too much time explaining it. I think. No, I don't think so either. But like some of the villains, like the. Well, actually, I, probably the one villain. I didn't like Electro's the way he looked. And I think that was the biggest, <laughs> one of the biggest issues. I don't I know how we disagree on everything, because I thought that was one of the coolest parts. I did not like the way he looked. The, the, the yeah, Jamie Foxx one, right? Yeah, I yeah, think Jamie Foxx's character does look I pretty bad. I thought that was minded, dope. Even though his his motivations were, weren't very compelling. Yeah, he was meager and got picked on that type of stuff. And then when he got some power, he went crazy. That's very That's been used a lot. That's a trope that's been used over and over and over. Mm-hmm. The villains that we like multiverses <laughs> that we that we that are the best villains are the ones we can relate to, whether their yeah. motivations are altruistic or you know just selfish. We can relate to them because we everybody's felt that way at some point. Yeah, I think his design you, was. You've bad. never been bullied. It, no, but <laughs> always the bully. <laughs> Jeff has never been bullied. He's always the bully. He, does, he, he cannot relate to a victim mentality. In that, he could he, he didn't have to be blue. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to be. Yeah, I, no, I did think he looked bad. Yeah, he looked bad. So if 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 they did do that change or somehow retconned him so that maybe his character comes back or it's a different version of him in a way, like I think that. They, they should go that route because, yeah, his character design just didn't really look good. And I don't think it would fit with how other characters look in the Marvel Universe. But, I mean, like, Alfred Molina's, like, trench coat, Doc Ock, and Sam Raimi's original Spider-Man suit, I think those would actually look fine. Like, it, yeah, would, be, it would give you, like, a retro aesthetic if they showed back up and you're like, oh, they're from this, this parallel universe. Yeah. And each one of those universes took place at different times in history. I mean, different times in, in real life, too. Right. Like yeah. Spider-Man was like current, the mid thousands. first was more like the 90s. Mid 2000s, sorry. So Not the mid There are going to be some dress differences <laughs> as well. So hopefully they acknowledge those things and set those different worlds apart. It can't just say, oh, he just has a Spider He has a Spider Man suit on. He has a Spider Man suit. It's just different versions of the suit. Like there has to be some other way to distinguish the different places that they came from aside mm-hmm. from just who the character playing them is. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Like, uh, I I get the reservations that Blue feels. Like, I, I feel the same way. But, it's just like, Marvel has such a good track record with this kind of thing. Like, I'm more optimistic than pessimistic for it. Uh, but anything else on the Marvel front? Um, we spent a lot of time on this one. <laughs> this was supposed to be the short list. Let's make sure. One last small thing. Secret Evasion is actually going to be... So apparently Nick Nick Fury got replaced with a scroll during the Captain Marvel um, movie. So all mm-hmm. this time it hasn't been an actual human; it's been a scroll pretending to be um, Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Um, I missed that part. I need yeah. to rewatch it. Yeah, so that's that's why it's called Secret Invasion. Actually, in the story in the in the comics, Secret Invasion was a bunch of heroes being replaced by scrolls. They were trying to invade the Earth, and they were replacing certain individuals to kind of. You know, Ca- Captain Marvel like kind of flipped that whole thing, yeah. right? Because the scrolls were bad guys, and Captain Marvel they were the good guys. And like, uh, what, what, what the, the star, whatever. What uh, is the the, the, the team that Captain Marvel the worked for? No, no, no. The Kree. Is that what Shield? they're called? The Kree. 
Like her. That was the name like the, of the. Uh, oh, Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, her team with a uh, Jude Law and them. Were they called yeah, the Kree? But I know the name but, of the. But they ended up being the bad guys essentially, like yeah, Captain Marvel's team. squad, and then the yeah. the scroll or whatever. The Kree. The Kree scroll role. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, they, they flipped that and made them the good guys, which I thought was kind of cool because you were expecting one thing. So this yeah. is this following on from that, or are they now the bad guys again? We don't know because if this has been – because supposedly Nick Fury died. If this has been – this guy preparing to Nick Fury, he's been doing good throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of him being Nick Fury. Right. So we, we don't know. We just can go off of his actions from previous movies, which has been assembling the Avengers. Um you know, being in these different spots and helping out and blah, blah, blah. So it's hard to tell. I, you know, and I don't know a whole bunch about that, But you said squirrels, right? Scroll. Like Scroll. S-K-R-U-L-L. Got you. Squirrels. Got you. The whole time. <laughs> Yo, I'm like, The whole what? time you think he says, he says squirrels. I said, what? Because I don't know why, but I was thinking about, like, the Rick and Morty episode. Oh, with the... (laughs) And so, like, yo, this is is really out there, but why would squirrels be trying to take... I can't... I, they were everywhere. If they could start organizing, I could see them trying to take a squirrel. Like, is, this this the or, is this the origin of Squirrel Girl? You know, and that's what the What If series is. Oh, they said I also heard Nick Fury was replaced with a squirrel, and it was going to be. Thank use. you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh man, that's this funny. is in the What If series right here. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so we'll we'll wrap up the Marvel stuff and move on to the Star Wars stuff, which I know uh, is kind of the bigger story here. Uh, I'll real quick just go through the list of everything that was announced. I'm pretty sure this is everything. We have the Book of Boba Fett, Rangers of the New Republic, yep. Ahsoka, yeah. Yeah. Andor, Obi Wan mm-hmm. Kenobi show, which we already knew about, The Bad Batch, Visions, yeah. a Lando series, The Acolyte, yeah. a Droid story, and Rogue Squadron. Yes. So out of this big list, uh, mm-hmm. let start letting us know what. Like you don't have to go through everything, but just just let us know which ones are you're excited about so far. Um, I think Visions is going to be super cool. What is that? Uh, we've you already... explained it to me because I'm not even sure what that is. <laughs> Visions is, and I don't know the era, but I just know that it's an anime style Star Wars series that's coming out. Ah, and I've seen many fan anime um, Star Wars renditions that look amazing, and then the art style that I've seen. Um, for this, they've only had like one picture. It looks great. I've always had faith um, in the Star Wars series animations, as we've seen from the Clone Wars, Rebels, um, blah blah blah. We could go on, but uh, I have a lot of faith in that. I think it's going to be awesome. Two of my favorite things combining. On top of that, uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, I'm not excited for Lando. I, I want it to be, but um, the way that they handled it in Solo was, I think, absolutely terrible. <laughs> And I don't want that character to continue. Um, as do much we, as I do like, do we know if Lando was gonna yeah. still be Donald Glover? They, they didn't I, confirm in what I read, but I couldn't see them going any other route. Yeah, honestly, it's gonna be kind of a slap in the face to him if they don't choose him. Yeah, I think. that that would be messed up. I feel. Yeah, and it's not that he did a bad job. It's just that they didn't give him enough to work with. I think. Yeah, because he was, he was as a very he did, side character in that movie. Yeah. Like, as soon as he had a couple lines that were, like, his smooth Billy... What is it called? Uh, Billy, Billy Ray. Williams. Williams, excuse me. Um, 
lines. After that, he turned into freaking Earl from Atlanta. And <laughs> that's because he had nothing else to do. <laughs> so I'm not looking forward to the extrapolation on that, Lando, even though I'm still going to give it a chance um, to fix its mistakes. Uh, on top of that, I'm, of course, I'm excited about almost everything on this list. Droid Story, I'm, I'll probably watch it at once. But it's like a Lego thing. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was wondering, like, what the hell is that supposed to be? Is this like an R2 run thing? Oh, okay. It's a R2, C3PO kind of series, I guess. Like a kid's, I... like a kid's show. Yeah, yeah. Like, they had a couple fillers in the Clone Wars that were cute. And they were definitely good for a kid's show. So um, I hope they kind of, when they tried those, they said, okay, yeah, we're going to run with that put it all into this series and i know what that is and i know what this <laughs> stuff is <laughs> you know what i mean that's gonna be right there next to the what if series for me <laughs> nice what um, about you Jeff? Me, it's gonna be um obviously boba M- yeah. mf and fat and then you got <laughs> yeah um bless you. you got the acolyte which is gonna take 200 years before the mental uh before the Phantom Menace, which is going to be, uh, I think, the High Republic. Yeah, the High Republic. They've been talking about that for a while now. Yeah, weren't there like some new extended universe books that came out about that stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole bunch of like, I guess it was like the top Star Wars writers from around the world um, that got together to make this High Republic story. Supposedly, mm-hmm. um, oh. the biggest selling point of this was the writers. So I'm excited to see visually how it comes out but this story i know is gonna be and then, and then that era isn't explored as much so there's definitely a lot more room for well they just made it up didn't they or did it did it already exist in some capacity at that time period existed i don't know if it was called the high Repu- high republic but at that time period existed i mean it's only mm. 200 years my yoda's 900 so 900 yeah. oh is there gonna be like a, a... Is there going to be a yoda in that world i then? hope not i don't know <laughs> i could probably it's say it's possible I guess it would be hard because I'm. I'm guessing he would have had to get a promotion at before he was 700. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he was slow. I don't know. This, like he must have been around. Imagine how stressed you are. You working in a place for a hundred years and still ain't got a promotion. <laughs> Yo, you all talk some BS. It is a wonder that he is not on the dark side from jump. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I guess it would be hard to miss him, but if they do show him, like once again, it needs to be a maybe a point here and there, but it can't be about him. Oh um, yeah, no, I do not yeah, want to. You know, so it's interesting to see what that's going to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, another one for me, it's going to be. Um, I was going to say Andor, Andor, but not that's really. Gonna be cool. Who, gonna be who cool. or what is Andor? Am I saying that right? Because I said Andor. Is it Andor? Andor, I think with, it's, I think it's Andor. Planet that uh, wasn't that where um, Are you thinking about Alderaan? Oh yeah, I'm thinking about Alderaan or Andor. Yeah, I don't know what uh, I didn't actually look up what Andor stands for, but I know that it's about uh, old boy from Rogue One, um, the uh, the the spy the the um Republic intelligence spy that was working yeah. with um Aiden Risso. Okay. It, or not Iden Versa. Oh my gosh, that's Star Wars um, Battlefronts 2. We're talking about. Uh, oh my gosh, 
What is her name? Talk about uh, Stardust. Stardust. No, the, are you talking <laughs> about like the main character? Like the yeah, uh, the dude. The wait, no, no, no. The main character in Rogue One was a lady, though. Right. Sorry. So, but it's the dude that played next to her. <laughs> Cassian. Cassian. Okay, Cassian, Cassian, Cassian. That's who the story's about. It was Jin. Um, Jin Erso was right. the uh, was the girl. Um. But yeah, Cassian. That's the story about him. That's what Andrew's thinking about, and he is such. Is a, he? Is he? Like he's not like such a. That seems like such a weird character to focus on. I guess he's a lot more important. Oh, he that was movie. so ruthless in that he movie. Was. He killed They're... an informant just so he could escape and help the Republic. Like, but he did it without a second thought. And he's always talking about like, "Yo, I've seen some stuff. All right, I've done stuff to get stuff done." And I want to see that stuff that he's talking about because he damn near killed. <laughs> and this is going to take uh, place five years before Rogue One. Yes, really good era, really good era to choose. And we're probably going to see some um, rebel involvement, you know, uh, Captain Syndulla and the Ghost and the Spectre and that whole squad. I think that that's probably going to be a nice be little crossover. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's probably going to be Ahsoka, which is probably. That yeah, one. that I'm I'm kind of souped about. I'm, I'm trying really not to name the one. obvious ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, because because uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of this stuff is like it's, it's so niche. Because like as much Star Wars stuff that I consume, like like Andor, this is like Thanksgiving, like Lando, I don't care that much about. Like I know the character, like I like Donald Glover, but like mm. a show centered around just him, like why yeah. would I sit down and watch that? Like Rogue Squadron seems interesting, but only because I still have fond memory for the games. <laughs> like if they're gonna they're gonna focus on like the fire like like what is that as a show? Like you're gonna tell me about a bunch of like fighter pilots? Is this gonna be like uh, Top yeah. Gun? <laughs> is this gonna be like? I mean, again, Rebels had such a really cool anchor in this whole era that Rebel Squadron. If you play the Squadrons game that just recently came out, I did just um, buy it awesome. when it was on sale. Yeah, yeah. that. Story leads all into um, uh, that. That I think that's what that era is going to be about. You know, so what I mean? there's a lot of important stuff. stuff. Okay, I don't know if it's going to pick up or illustrate the game or be around the game, um, but I know that's the Rogue Squadron that's normally talked about. Um, and again, Harrison Dula is an amazing pilot and linchpin to this whole rebellion. Um, and it's really cool to see her involvement, especially because. She's just a badass pilot and a badass captain. Um, I'm excited to see more of her screen time. I think they're just waiting on the right actress, to be honest, because she's such a heavy okay. character. Uh, what is Rangers of the New Republic? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> the old men of the uh, Star Wars sitting around with beer bellies talking about the good old days. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Um <laughs> Just like, like. like that's how obscure most of this stuff is like i could totally believe yeah. what you're saying right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna watch it i'm not gonna lie i yeah. like to be surprised by a lot of this stuff um, like, like my guess is like this is some some group of like foot soldiers or something but like isn't that also the bad batch like those are like clone troopers those yeah. specific like ragtag clone troopers that are like what uh miss yeah they had like mutations so like they, they're sort of yeah. like a superhero squad in a sense they're like the x-men 
Sort of, yeah. They're really the X-Men of the clone army. But they're, but they're when like it comes an elite to... unit that goes and does missions or whatever, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I'm imagining that's what I... that is. So, Rangers would have to be something else or would it? I don't know. I feel like I heard you're supposed Still... to follow those, a couple of those guys that were introduced in the Mandalorian, Mandalorian series. Exactly. Uh, it's going to be those guys. And I think it's going to be kind of them trying to start to main, start to establish order in the galaxy um, right after... Um, or in that that same Mandalorian era, they're trying to get Republican Republican Republic <laughs> footholds. Excuse me, I am so sorry. Is that what we talk about? I've been watching a lot of CNN recently. Uh, Republic footholds. So um, I think that's I think that's yep. what this is going to be about. To be honest, being privy to new and classified information, it's going to take place at the aftermath of the fall of the Empire. And they said Jesus. Oh. Lisa, what's her name? Gina Carano might make an uh, have some as she should. Oh. She's a marshal of that too. Because remember, oh, she joined up. Oh, okay. Them. So, it, yeah, yeah, that sounds really uninteresting to me now. That's why I said old guys <laughs> sitting around with beer bellies and talking about the good old days on the space porch. <laughs> okay, so I th- overall, I think this is too much Star Wars. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna say that. Like, because what? Like, listen, hear me out. Wasn't this no, part no, no, of the? I, wasn't this part of the problem um, that came up with them trying to expand on the original trilogy was that they started filling in a lot more information than fans actually ever wanted. Like they started trying to give you explanations for like what the force was. They explained like uh, Darth Vader's whole entire life story. Like they're going way too deep again. Like they introduced a bunch of new stuff that people sort of liked with, um, uh, what was it? The new Star Wars, whatever the first of the new what is it episode seven what was that called oh yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i was gonna say a new hope that's definitely not it the force Re- <laughs> the force awakens, awakens. Yeah. yeah like they introduced some new stuff there like they the new entity uh of the first order and all that stuff so now they're going back and they're saying this is how everything before this happened this is how everything happened after this this is what happened between these guys this is what happened here this is what happened there it's too much like leave some stuff up to interpretation or or don't extrapolate it out into like a big production because you're gonna have to tell so much story to make any of the story that you want to tell relevant. I feel like they're gonna do one season of a lot of these shows. Um, like the Rangers, I think it's just gonna be one season, one and done, wrap that up, good to go and move on to the next thing. Um, that being said, I definitely feel what you're saying. Even as a hardcore Star Wars fan, this list is pretty overwhelming. I know I'm gonna have to sit in front of Disney Plus for a long time once they start to drop. Um, I'm not dreading it, necessarily, mm-hmm. but I can understand how people who aren't as in love with Star Wars as I am would be. And um, I feel that. I feel it. It's a lot, and especially, like you said, a lot of obscure stuff that's getting a microscope on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> I like it. I mean, like, you're, you're the big Star Wars <laughs> yeah. fan, and even you're saying, like, this is a lot. But it is a lot. I do feel yeah. like if it's good, like Blue said, it's then it's good. Nobody's going to complain. If it's not great, then they'll get one season and then they'll be done and done. I do yeah. see where it went from one to like ten. Like yeah. They, you know, instead of one to three and then from three to five eventually, where they just jumped from – they had no medium. There was yeah, minimum yeah. and max. It was an so, absolute – like remember how we had the discussion, I think, on, on Jeff's Star Wars uh, recap show about yeah. how – all these things felt like backdoor pilots and how I, I correctly predicted this felt like they were trying to seed in an Ahsoka Tano show, solo show. It's weird how small I was thinking. 
They seeded in like 30 other <laughs> series, all in The Mandalorian. Like, that's why The Mandalorian felt so thin, because they were trying to tell you all these other stories in that show. I don't know if it felt thin. It was actually yeah. Really I don't know. Like, no, no, look, percent with you. The Mandalorian is good. Like I liked it overall, but it's not as good as the first season because they didn't focus on that core story. Like I love Episode Seven because after them kind of getting away from this dynamic between Mando and the child and blah 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 blah, they they focused a lot on other bigger characters from other shows. The last I feel episode like focused on them. I felt like they introduced them and used them without making a story about them. And I think Right, Rain but the, but those characters were still too big. Like even then they were too big. Like Ahsoka Tano was the star of that episode <laughs> where she showed up. Like you can't you can't say that she wasn't. How was she Mando not? was I mean, Mando was featured in his own show in that episode. <laughs> Luke showed up for two minutes and he it was and he, and he stole all like that's too big of a that's too big of a character. He stole everything from the final scene. When they showed Groku, he it was the Groku show. It, it's gonna happen when these characters that people haven't seen in so much time show up in any new medium. They're gonna be like, oh, oh my god! No matter what the medium is, so like, they should have. They sh- so they should have mentioned them versus actually putting them in there for half the episode. I don't feel like that would have done. They gave the fans what they wanted, which is what the movies haven't done. The movies, when they used Luke Skywalker... This is all an apology for the movie. Yeah, we didn't get to see who Luke was. But at the expense of the show, I feel like. Like, Mandalorian is the the movie that all you guys wanted, but is it now the Mandalorian anymore? Like, no, it's your Star Wars movie's apology letter. We respect the Mandalorian Mm -hmm. for doing his whole pilgrimage and getting Mm -hmm. to where he's at now. We don't even know where he's finished up. It's not done. It's definitely not done. There's a lot of respect for him wherever he goes and all the feats that he's accomplished to help people and be helped by people to mm-hmm. get uh, a noble cause done. And I don't think somebody else's show, it's the same thing is going to happen to him. It's yeah. like, oh, I mean, you could, you would only hope. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was, cause he was it's a that... new character. And so like, no matter what you do, like if you put a character that has that much history next to him, you're going to have like a nostalgic attack attachment to the character you already know like even though it's Mando's yeah. show he is popular like he's not he's not at that level yet you know so that that's how it he felt to be. me but he definitely will be absolutely <laughs> uh any any other standouts for the star wars stuff uh we might need to just wrap this up because we're already at about an hour yeah <laughs> but anything else you guys want to add on the star wars stuff um no i think uh, and I, I know jeff we're gonna we're still gonna have that recap for yeah. the whole season two. So I'm looking forward to talking more about that. Um, Cause there's some really, I think there's really good elements that um, I'd like to see moving forward. not just from the star Wars series, but from DC and from Marvel. I'm um, just some storytelling elements that I really like. Yeah. Alampi said, um, when are we going to get the uh, Han Solo, the carbonite years? <laughs> it's coming. Just, from, just from close this... your eyes. <laughs> just close your eyes and you can see it. <laughs> from, from this track record, they will make a show about that. <laughs> uh, but that's going to do it. I uh, apologize we didn't get to the Sony removing Cyberpunk story. Uh, we'll probably just leave that uh, for next time. It is a pretty oh, old no story. But yeah, <laughs> very interesting stuff still happening in those waters. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks for joining us as we come back to the first show of the new year. Hopefully there will be many more. Uh, expect, uh, you know, fresh faces on the show going forward as well. In addition 
to these two gentlemen here. But if you want to find these guys in the future, uh, please follow Blue Bones. Please follow Superman Jeff 12. Please follow myself, Super Gears 9. Uh, follow all the channels, The Open Party, uh, my channel, Blue's channel, Jeff's channel. Um, what else should I be plugging right now? Uh, well, Blue, what do you have coming up this week in terms of streams and such? Um, this week, we're going to get back into Fridays. I'm going to do some... I'm still kind of exploring... I'm doing these gaming journeys, right? Where I go with the flow. I'll start with the game, see how the people are feeling, see how I'm feeling, then go into something else. So I'm really enjoying that. I think the viewers are enjoying it, too. Um, so we're going to have a couple gaming journeys this week um, that I'm excited to see. But again, Free For All Friday is going to be a lot of fun. Still got to pick the game. Um, we're thinking about uh, Party Smash, you know, with the items and four people like we were doing the other day. I thought it was a lot of fun. We'll see if folks want to do that. Uh, we're going to find out in the Discord, though. So if you follow, if you join the Discord, you'll definitely uh, be able to see that news. Yes, 18 and up, please, in the Discord. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, Jeff, how about you? What What do you have coming up this week? Uh, yeah, so after hiatus for the holidays, we'll be back um, with some Monday Night Siege. Um, mm-hmm. And I gotta load, I'm going to load that up on the uh, Series X because that is, um, I think they enhanced it. For Did the they? Series X. I, I, I think that was on the list. Cool. So I definitely want to see what that looks like. Um, and then Thursday, we'll be back with Guardian Thursdays. Um, we're going to see what we're going to do with that. I kind of want to see if we can do some um, some private matches. Yeah. Some stuff. I think that was pretty fun when we did it for Free For All Friday. We'll probably try to do some of that. And then um, we will get back to of the uh, Season 2 of The Mandalorian, the last half of the season uh, recap. So definitely look out for that. Cool. Uh, and Lampy is asking, yes, we will have Smash Sunday today. That's exactly what I was going to plug. Uh, are you guys going to be joining me for that this afternoon? Yeah, I'm going to have to double check. Okay, so Jeff There's will be, be there snacks? for sure. Ooh. Blue, we will see. I've... Yeah, yeah, we'll find out. <clears throat> what kind of snacks? Yeah. None of them tea crackers. Oh, never mind. That's, I'm sorry, that's all we have. <laughs> that's all that's here. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so check that out uh, this afternoon, 2.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll be starting Super Smash Sunday again. Uh, after that, um, catch me, I believe, this this Wednesday. I don't know if Starboy will actually be here. But I will I will try to fit in more uh, streams with Starboy. I want to I bring Sigma and Sun back in a more consistent Wait. fashion. So uh, just forward to keep an eye on the Twitter. I will let you guys know when those streams are coming up. So you can tune in then. But other than that, uh, check me out on Escapist stuff. Um, See you guys later. Thanks for coming through. That's episode 11. Peace. Deuces.